Hello there, thank you for being here for a new episode of Project 25. It is June, it is the start of the summer. Today is National Indigenous Peoples Day in Canada, which is a date that honors the heritage of First Nations, Inuit and Métis across Canada. It also serves as a day to recognize their history. And June is also, as you're aware, or if you've seen companies with the rainbow flags. <laughs> it is Pride Month. For those who don't know what Pride is, let me tell you a little bit more about it. So, in 1967 in Los Angeles, police officers wore plain clothes and raided the Black Cat Tavern on New Year's Day, attacking two LGBTQ plus individuals who attended the club. So, that raid prompted a series of protests against police brutality organized by the Personal Rights in Defense and Education Group. The acronym is PRIDE. This was the first time that the word was associated with the LGBTQ plus rights movement. Then, in 1969, the police raided yet another gay bar, the Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village in New York. As part of a series of violent crackdowns on gay bars, serving without a license to serve alcohol. The queer community fought back and began to protest these attacks. And actually, the uprising went on for six days and triggered the modern 2S LGBTQ plus liberation movement in the United States and beyond. Some notable figures who fought in this uprising were Sylvia Rivera and Marsha P. Johnson. Then, in 1970, on June 28, people returned to the Stonewall Inn to mark the anniversary of the riots and called it Christopher Street Liberation Day, celebrating with a march in New York and a parade in Los Angeles, which served as a catalyst to the following gate pride marches across the globe. Fun fact, Canada had its first pride parade in 1979 in Vancouver. I wanted to speak about this because recently, there have been many attacks against the 2S LGBTQIA community, especially against trans folks and gay drag queens here in Canada and the United States. So it is really important to recognize how hard this community has fought for their rights and how our society has progressed. So let's not go backwards, please. <laughs> please. And now, Back to today's episode, I was happy to speak with Mike Nudeker. Mike is a father, a friend, a former carpenter, he is now retired, and a proud member of the Rainbow Elders of Calgary. I have previously talked about the Rainbow Elders, but if you're new, the Rainbow Elders is a volunteer-run, non-profit organization working to make significant differences in the lives of 2S LGBTQIA seniors. And well, at 25, Mike Nudeker lived a rock and roll lifestyle, but struggled to accept his sexuality. With the support of his mother, sister, and best friend, he learned that it was okay to be true to himself. Now, as a 63-year-old openly gay man, Mike Nudeker is committed to helping the younger generation accept themselves, and truly listen to what they have to say. Even though this is a shorter episode, I really enjoyed this conversation. Mike and I spoke about coming to terms with one's sexuality, 
long-lasting and truthful, beautiful friendships and their positive impact on our lives and self-doubt. If you liked the episode, please share it with your loved ones or with anyone you think may benefit from it. You can also support the show by rating it on Spotify or Apple or by sharing it with your friends, family, and anyone you love. Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Being a 25-year-old or a 20-something is weird because it's fun, confusing, and exciting all at once. (laughs) It's an age where we realize that maybe the goals we had for ourselves weren't really ours to begin with, an age of tons of learning and unlearning, and an age of frequently asking ourselves, what am I doing? And that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez, and I created this project after hitting my quarter-life crisis. (laughs) I decided to look for answers and ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what has changed, what they've learned, and their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I am a firm believer that listening is a powerful tool. Even if all the answers are within us, by listening to others, we can feel understood, but also reflect on ourselves, learn, and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Thank you very much for for your interest in being part of this project. So Mike, I wanted to ask you if you could tell me a little bit about yourself. <laughs> oh, well, I'm 63 years old. I like to be addressed as Mike or Michael and I'm a gay man. And what's your like title? Are you retired? I'm retired due to Parkinson's. Okay, thank you. And Mike, I wanted to ask you, what did you do when you were 25? So, were you studying or were you working? Did you have any hobbies? Well, at uh, 25, I was a cribber. I used to just go out. uh, My hobby was to go get drunk after work and get into fights. (laughs) And smoke a lot of uh, marijuana. Well, pretty much sex is my hobby, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And Mike, you did all of that, so you were living the rock and roll lifestyle. (laughs) But what did you also think when you were 25? So you were doing all these things, and what was your vision of the world? Like, did you have any thoughts about how life was supposed to be, or you didn't really care? Or even, like, did you follow a religion, or did you have a certain belief of how life should be like or how your life should be like? Well, at 25, I thought I had all the time in the world. Thinking I was uh, too busy for that. My world was uh, work and play and sleep. And I was never uh, religious. I thought life was uh, great except for the fact that I had uh, lived with my brother's death for five years at that point. Okay. I'm sorry to hear about that. It's a long time ago now. Yeah. And Mike, I I meant to ask you because you are a member of the Rainbow Elders of Calgary, which um, helped me out to reach out. So I wanted to ask you, like, at that age, were you openly gay? No, at that uh, 
time, it was frowned upon very badly. So I kind of had to hide the fact and, you know, I'd go out with the girls just to show everybody that, uh, you know, I was normal, I guess you call it. Okay. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Um, I was curious and I, that's why I wanted to ask you, like, that leads me to my next question, which is from when you were 25 to this day, what has changed? Either in the world, in yourself, in the way you see it. Yeah, I know. And this question is very broad, so feel free to tackle like any aspect that you want or you can share as much or as little as you want. Uh, there are too many things to mention, but the, the world has lost its innocence and uh, the music, politics and the attitude of the people has changed. And myself, uh, I guess it's how I view people and things. And I believe it's changed for the worse. Okay, thank you for sharing that. And now you mentioned that you are retired. So I wanted to ask you, so what do you do and what are your beliefs? Well, I'm retired by Parkinson's and some other issues. I believe we never fixed anything in the uh, newer generations do not. But And Mike... I wanted to ask you because you mentioned that you weren't open back then and that you also live with Parkinson's. So those can be seen by other people as challenges. So I meant to ask you, what has been your biggest challenge and how do you deal or dealt with it? My Parkinson's is only uh, diagnosed in the last, uh, well, past three years. But uh, I guess um, the biggest challenge was coming to terms with my sexuality. I had hid my gay side as best I could and uh, tried to be straight, that, and it just wrecked my life. I dealt with uh, by finally coming out with uh, the help and care of uh, my best friend Petrov. Uh, the new challenge, I guess, is to help those who are in need of a sympathetic ear and to show them it is okay to be themselves. Yeah, 100%. And Mike, I wanted to now go to like something a little bit different, but I wanted to ask you as well, well, to me, what you said, just coming out and accepting yourself, for me, that is a success, right? Um, just that liberation. And I wanted... Yeah. And I wanted to ask you if you could share, it doesn't have to be this, it can be anything. Can you share about a time in which you succeeded, whatever that means for you? So what happened and what did you do? Succeeded? Yes. Um, whatever success means to you. Well, I guess it was me get uh, my carpenter's uh, ticket would probably be a success in my books. Nice. The biggest challenge, like I said, was, uh, you know, my sexuality, but uh, uh, coming out or out to people and uh, select people and uh, and uh, coming to terms with it uh, with myself because I'm not your typical gay man. I'm like uh, 270 pounds, so not looked at as uh, a gay man by 
a lot of people they can't believe that I'm gay. So yeah, or like sometimes people have these preconceptions of how a gay person should look like. Yeah, you're supposed to be under six foot and uh, dressed like a queen. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you were what you're saying. And like I mentioned, so this was the next question. And I don't know if you touch a little bit on that just now or if you want to expand on if you wanted to share a time in which you failed. So what happened? How did you handle the situation? And what did you learn? I failed at many things like uh, work, family, etc. However, my biggest failure, I guess, was having... Three out of four of my kids uh, hate me. Uh, they only got one side of the uh, issue between me and their mother, so they've made their uh, point quite clear to me. I'm still dealing with uh, that, but won't stop living uh, my own life regardless uh, of others' uh, beliefs, uh, attitudes, or opinions. To be true to myself is... Uh, is uh, what I've learned, and that is what uh, I, I think, yeah. Thanks for your honesty, Mike, and yeah, for being open about this kind of stuff. Well, as long as it, uh, in the end, can help somebody, uh, uh, then, you know, it's worth my time, so. Exactly, and, like, I feel like sometimes we love sharing about the good things, right? And yeah. maybe, maybe, like, put everything else under the rug so that's why i also like to make these hard questions because i think that if we are open with each other we can find space for vulnerability but also for community to build community and also to validate what people go through and just let them know that they're not alone yeah yeah that's one thing that uh when i joined the Rainbow Elders was to uh, help young, uh, old, um, uh, big, small, doesn't matter, uh, uh, to help themselves with their sexuality and uh, to know that uh, might uh, have their opinion of people. But uh, Thanks for sharing that, Mike. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, what has motivated you or what motivates you? I know you just mentioned that, for example, you joined the Rainbow Elders because you wanted to help other people. So I don't know if that's your main motivator right now or if you could expand a little bit on that or in any other motivations that you have. Well, that's uh, about it because uh, there's simply nothing after that, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike, so what are your goals or plans for the future? Uh, because of uh, my health and the way uh, things seem to go, I guess my goal is to die in my sleep. Plans for the future on hold because uh, I don't know uh, exactly uh, the time I have left uh, because I've seen people that... Um, Parkinson's that had it for 25 years and uh, I've also seen people that had it for less than three years and died so I'm not making any goals uh, other than uh, get up waking up the next day and realizing there's no flowers around singing in other words I'm not in a casket yeah so you're taking one day at a time hey 
basically that's it yeah yeah and mike if you could go back to when you were 25 would you change anything or make things different i would never go back to when i was 25 <laughs> uh, that uh thank god has passed <laughs> um well i cannot state what i would change or how I would change things, uh, even if I uh, affect things in a small way, maybe that's, uh, you know, good. Yeah. And Mike, this is the last question. Thank you very much for your time and for sharing your experiences. I wanted to ask you, what advice do you have for today's 20-somethings? Or what do you wish you knew when you were 25? My advice would be that uh, they should be true to themselves regardless because if they're not, then it's just going to lead to mental issues or or something even worse. wish I knew all the knowledge I have now when I was 25. I'd probably change the course of my life then, you know. Yeah, so can you expand a little bit on that knowledge? Like, if you could give me a couple of examples so people can be like, oh, that's that's good to know. I wasn't true to myself back then. I was hiding it, and that uh, caused uh, major issues in my life. So um, that's why I say to be true to themselves, uh, even though today is uh, more open about being gay or lesbian or bisexual or there's so many now there's even two spirit that's the native uh gay people they call them two spirit because uh they're they have one spirit that's uh, everybody sees and the second spirit is their gay side so they call them two spirit wow yeah but uh, we have yet to get uh a two-spirit into our group yet, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to work on it. Yeah, the, the more flavors, the better, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, more flavors, the better it is, you know, the stronger we become, so. We'd be recognized as a, as a, just a, like everybody else, you know, by our accomplishments and, and uh, being a good person. Yeah. And Mike, I know I said that that was the last question, but I wanted to ask you, is there is anything that you like to share that you think it's important and I didn't ask you? Yeah, there is something. Um, the emotional state of, uh, what is the emotional state of myself and uh, my outlook? would be the question I put as, a, you know, the next question. At the moment, I think my uh, state is fragile at best. And my outlook is that no one asked me if I wanted to even be born. You know, I was just thrust into this uh, life. So I guess my outlook is that uh, this world is going to hell in a handbasket. And... Uh, Life is ugly and vile uh, most of the time. People are just uh, selfish and uh, they want uh, everybody to conform to their way. And um, if one must live in it, then uh, 
True friends are your best strength, I guess. Yeah, when life gets hard, it's it's um, important to have your community, right? Yeah, like um, humor is good, but uh, too much can be poison. That means you're just ignoring uh, things and hiding it with humor. And that can be poisonous to you. Thus, I go back to being true to yourself. I mean, if it costs you friends, then they're not true friends. Uh, if, if you come out as gay, I've had that experience with long-term friends that uh, couldn't understand that I uh, uh, came out as gay, you know. Uh, so they just proved themselves not to be true friends. I mean... I consider a, a true friend uh, is that somebody that uh, uh, is with you because they love you in in a way that uh, what you do or or not maybe not what you do. I mean, there is bad things that uh, people do, but uh, yeah, a true friend stays with you if you're in the right or you have the right to be who you are. Uh, it shouldn't matter to them. Uh, what your sexuality is. Like, for example, uh, my mother and my sisters, to them, they said it doesn't matter that I come out as gay because uh, they still love me as uh, for who I am. So, yeah, that's beautiful. You know, that's, that to me is a true, uh, a, a true friend or, or sister or mother. You know, they, it doesn't matter to them. So, yeah. 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 And Mike, when you were talking about your sister and your mom, so how did that support impact you, like, positively? Oh, it meant uh, everything to me. Uh, my partner at the time was Petrov, and uh, he's the one that convinced me to be honest about who I was uh, with my family, and my family basically adopted him. Uh, Even though he's like 76 now, it doesn't matter to them uh, that he's gay. They just love him to bits. So, okay. especially my oldest sister, like my mother's uh, passed now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, and I. Oh, that was like 12 years ago, dear. And yeah. Mike, this is me just being nosy, but are you and Petrov still together? No, uh, we were together for five or six years and uh, just kind of, uh, I wouldn't say grew apart from each other, but uh, our interests uh, differed. And uh, to this day, uh, we're, you know, the best of friends. Uh, I'm trying to go out to Vancouver here in the spring to see him. And he's excited about that because he hasn't seen me for a few years now. So. Oh, wow. But you remain friends. Oh, we've never stopped being friends. Uh, just because we stopped being lovers, that uh, didn't end our friendship uh, by any means. So he's a very uh, talented man. Uh, he was a professional pianist for years. Uh, he's very talented. You know, I, I have some paintings and uh, artworks from him that... Uh, He, he sends to me because he he wants me to have them, so. 
Oh, I yeah. love that. He's, he's probably my best friend right now in the world. Yeah, yeah I love to hear that, that even though you're, like you said, right? Like you're not lovers, but that connection remains as friends. So thank you very much, Mike. Those were all my questions. I don't know if you'd like to add anything else. Even though it's a different uh, era, we all have our difficulties and doubts that we go through. So, yeah, you're not alone, dear. I mean, uh, everybody's questioning themselves at one point in their life or another. Yeah, thank so, you for saying that. You know, this is one thing that uh, we have as elders is we want people to feel better about themselves. And if they have any kind of problems uh, and we can help, that we'd love to to uh, help them on any issue that we were able to. So, Thank you very much, Mike. You're welcome. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to support the show, please share this episode with your friends or with someone who may benefit from this conversation. You can also rate the show and leave a review and follow it on Instagram at project25.podcast. And if you'd like to share your story or know someone who does, feel free to email me at andrea.project25 at gmail.com. You can also send me your comments and suggestions in case you want to see someone here. And that's all from me. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.